The following presentation is brought to you by the KMmedia.pro network. Each channel is created to provide highly engaging and fascinating content presented in an entertaining light just for you. Please visit KMmedia.pro for complete information. Now, stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio. Our mission is to bring to you the best, most uplifting content heard anywhere. Great guests interesting topics and ideas presented with a fun entertaining style please join me kevin mcdonald and my friends as we bring new thoughts terrific people and creative ideas directly to you please join us right now for positive talk radio and welcome everybody it is wednesday afternoon it is four o'clock and i'm glad you're here and uh, Eric is uh, making his sound really good. Eric, how are you today? Hey, good afternoon, Kevin. I'm doing great. How about yourself, sir? Oh, I couldn't be. I'm happier than uh well, I can't say what I'm happier than because that's you'd 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 uh, um, um, tag me for that. How about happy as a clam? Hey, okay. How, how happy <laughs> is a clam, by the way? I have no idea. Well, you know, I. I don't know how happy clams are, but that is the expression. I, I think it's because the clam shell kind of looks like a big smile. Yep, yep. I was going to say I'm happier than a pig, in, but I can't say ah, that. Yeah. Stick with clam. <laughs> exactly. Clam instead uh, of ham. <laughs> exactly. Have you ever had a moment in time where things just fall together? Yeah, occasionally. Yeah, well, this is one of those. I got to tell you, um, the guest that we have on this hour, he's an incredible facilitator, life coach, and he's got a, uh, an entire program that we're going to be talking about today. And the interesting thing is I had somebody else totally and completely uh, going to be on the show today. And I get a, I get a uh, uh, it was fascinating how this happened. I got a uh, email from her saying, oh, didn't I tell you? <laughs> And I hate it when an email starts off with, oh, didn't I tell you uh, that that uh, I'm not going to be able to be on the show today because I've got a big contract, yada, yada, and all this stuff. At the same moment, the guest that we have on today was emailing my executive producer, Holly, and saying that, uh, um, uh, were we going to get together and to move together on doing the show? And, and uh, so... You, he was available this afternoon, and so he is here. I got to tell you the story about why he con contacted Holly, though, because uh, um, Holly found out about this group in, uh, and they're out of uh, Southern Cal or Northern California. They're out of California, <laughs> and somewhere, and I think it's the San Francisco area. But I, he'll he'll correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. Yep. And uh, she sent me a present for Christmas. And it was called uh, uh, something about circling. I had no idea what it was. She said, I think that you'll find this interesting. So and um, so I, I logged in and I went to this group that uh, Guy Sendstock, who has been, um, he's the founder and CEO of this, of this uh, um, circling method 
that he uses and has been doing it for 20 years. And he is a master facilitator and does incredible work to help people reach other people who are like-minded and would like to understand a little bit more about themselves. I'm not going to go deeply into how it works, but I will tell you that the people that he has surrounding himself are nothing short of a dynamic individual. They are just wonderful human beings. And what they do is, um, we, we get together and we have this little session and it's all designed. To, well, I'm going to let, I'm going to let guy talk about that because uh, guy said stock is here with us guy. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I've never well, been on AM, I've never been on AM radio before. Well, this is the first time you're, you're going to be on a radio. I know. Um, so it, it is really great to have you here because I will tell you, and sadly, because of my uh, schedule and stuff, I haven't been able to go back. I intend to go back uh, often uh, because it, it was, it was, I got to tell you, it was the most phenomenal experience that I've had in a very, mm. very long time. Mm. Mm. What, if I, if I could ask you, what was it that made it for you phenomenal? What was, what was good about it for you? For me, I remember definitely like, I remember when you got circled, right. Yes. Which I'm sure we'll cover about what that all means. Um, but I, I remember really, really sinking in with you and, and, and I could tell you had a really, really great experience, but I what did. was the experience? You had? Yeah. The experience was, see, I don't often, because I have this thing that I do, which would be called radio and I do the host thing. And I don't often have an opportunity to tell my story and what it meant to me and all the things that, that went on and to have people that I don't even know. It was the weirdest thing I've ever felt was to have people that I had no idea who they are. I can't tell you what they did for a living. I have no idea how much money they make. I have no idea about anything other than the fact that they were looking at me like they were looking into my soul. Hmm. And I felt just dynamically impressed with everything that, that, that we talked about. And, you know, the thing is, is yes, when I was circled, as you say, you, we, we were talking about me. And you, and you were mirroring back to me what you were hearing me say, which was not necessarily what I thought that I was saying. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Yes, yes. Yeah, and totally makes sense. It was, it was an experience that I really felt a deep connection with a bunch of strangers it was weird because normally, you know, you're, you're, you, st you have your boundaries and you step mm -hmm. back and you don't want to say too much. You don't want to appear to be weirder than you might already be being a human. Yeah. But yeah. In, in this case, it was, it was just, it was just dynamic. How did you come up with this? <laughs> it's a great question. Well, I, I keep feeling the, the experience of, of this work for me is on one level, I feel like I'm still coming up with it. It's uh, it's it, and I think that that speaks to what circling is, which actually we it was circling started in 1998, and it was based out of an experience I had with a group of friends of mine that happened spontaneously, and it was essentially it was 
a couple of people, like there was some tension in the group and we ended up just sitting down and me and my friend, Jerry Candelaria, um, particularly just got interested in the conflict. We just wanted to open it up and like talk about what was happening. And that turned into about a 12 hour process with, with everybody, you know, at first turning towards the people who were in conflict, right? But then individually, and this is all spontaneous and time just flew. We just went around with everyone in the group and it was something like the experience, like people would say, when they, when they talked about it, people would say it was as if someone took my soul out, showed it to me and put it back in a way that had a globe more than, more than before, something like that. And Jerry and I, particularly when that process at the end of it, we like, we found each other and we both pointed back in the direction we were meeting and we were like that that thing that just happened that we didn't have a word for it, but, but implicitly, I think we both knew that for Jerry and I, especially whatever it was that we, we were experienced was deep and profound in ways that were distinctly deep and profound from the other deep, profound things that we were doing at that time, which we were doing a lot of things. There was something about that, what happened there that just stood out to us. We didn't know what it was exactly. Um, and we just spontaneously reached our hands out and shook on it. And that was in 1998. I was in art school full time. Um, he, he had just had his he had just had his, his his first child. We were both at a place where we were so not heading in any direction. Right. But this thing happened and we we're just like, let's that's really cool. And then and then from there. Um, we now it it. If before long, the, the word circling came about, it got named, and now it's like all over the world. Like literally, there's people practicing circling um, all over the world, like all over the United States and in, in Russia, all over Europe and Australia. And I just, I just heard of somebody um, who has a circling group in India. I mean, it's, it, it's really amazing how much it spread. And, but essentially... I feel the spirit of circling for me has been, I feel like it's constantly telling me what it is because there's something going on about, there's something really, really, really so fundamentally core to being a human being with intimate relationships. It's like, they're so being a human, right? We, come to be who we are in and through conversation and in through interaction and in through relationship with other people. And I've just been um, amazed at how deep that goes and always goes for us. I just had, I have a, I have a, a six month old, it's my second, my second child. And I'm, I'm going to be 50 here pretty soon. I had my first child when I was like tw- in my early twenties. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's interesting because you, I'm like, see, seeing, see, going through this again, like the birth of my child um, at this age, after all of this circling, I, I feel like I can really, really see a lot more clear and be impacted by this a lot more than I could before. Like when I was, when I was younger and just seeing how primary, like one, how vulnerable we all are when we're born, 
Like what chi- a child, if you think about a child, when you're looking at an infant, especially, you're literally looking at the most vulnerable point in the universe. But what's interesting about that is that if we ask ourselves who's on top of the food chain, it's, and we all start off with that vulnerability, yet there's this deep connection between what that vulnerability affords and our ability, right, to coordinate to like think about the origin of the universe, to like colonize Mars. And the difference that makes that difference is how that vulnerability is related to in relationship and how much, how, how profoundly it's related to that we can, mat- that very vulnerability can mature into capacities that we're still finding out about, right? And so I think that one of the things that Jerry and I kind of caught sight of was, was essentially how how we're constantly a, like what a human being is, is a living conversation with the world. And that when you can, that it's possible to have deeper and more and more profound conversations, right. That, that can really alter and wake you up to, to the depth of your own being in greater and greater ways. And circling, you could say is a, you could say a yoga of conversations and relationships that practice um, the that kind of relating that can be really really transformative for people. I, I think I think you're right, and I think a big key that you just mentioned is vulnerability, because yeah. we're taught our entire lives from a very young age: don't be vulnerable, don't show your yeah. emotions, guys, don't yeah. cry, say keep keep your distance, do all that. But in in the the way that the circling works. And the way that you have facilitated it, it creates vulnerability and yeah. celebrates it. Yeah, yeah, totally. And what's, what's interesting about it, as you probably viscerally could feel and ex- experience that one time that you went, is, is that it's, 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 a, it's a paradox, right? This stuff is really paradoxical. Um, that, that the safety right? That the emotional kind of sense of safety that affords someone to open up to and show themselves um, and to be seen, right? At levels that they didn't, I think you even mentioned that, like on one level, I was like reflecting back to you what I heard, but what I reflected back to you was somehow maybe more or not exact or went beyond what you just heard, but maybe was even more true than what you had thought when you said it, right? That right? That sense of, that sense of moreness, right? That, 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 that kind of safety that affords someone to risk being vulnerable is paradoxical because that very safety affords us to feel safe enough to be able to, to risk, right? It's like. You're, you're, you're exactly right. Well, and I, I got, guy, I have to tell you, um, I, for one, for whatever reason in my life have had closer relationships with women than I have yeah. with men. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and I, I, that's something I'll probably need to get therapy about. But in any event, one of the things that we did during that, during the three hours that went by incredibly fast was that, yeah. that we were paired off one-on-one with somebody. And I remember saying to myself, Oh God, I hope it's a woman. Because I'll be able to have uh, connect and have a, a better a better a conversation with them, but the reality was 
because, and I ended up with two gentlemen, but the reality was because they were open that yeah. allowed me space to be open. And we yeah. formed an attachment, even though we're total strangers, we formed an yeah. attachment that I feel like they're now my friends. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And now in, in, in those exercises that we did in the beginning of that group, right. Are, you know, it's interesting because it's like on one level, you know, somebody could ask, well, why, why would I want to do a practice, right. To go and talk with people. Cause I've like, that's all I've done all my life is talk to people. And on one level, that's really true. Right. Um, however, that, that there's a, there's a way of talking and there's a way of listening and there's a way of being with people that can um, open up to dimensions that don't, that some people can go their whole life without realizing that, that are there. And so in, in doing circling and we started to kind of realize what was going on and how relational it was. Um, then we were able to kind of like, in a certain sense, abstract out different parts of relationship and do these exercises where just like when you do um, like a practice, when you practice anything, a practice always involves a, a constraint of some kind that forces you to, to work a muscle that you wouldn't normally work. So you have to kind of constrain all the other muscles. So you can only do this, mu this movement. So like the, the, the X, another part of circling are these kind of, you could say these yoga stretches around listening and different ways of communicating that precisely you could say to tune you up and deepen your capacity to, to relate more profoundly with the people that you want to. So that's kind of what you're talking about is, is those, those exercises before the actual circling. Yeah. And it was really startling for, for me, it was really, it was just bizarre because you don't think in terms of that when you're gonna, and it was a zoom call. And so we were perfectly safe because we were, I had distance and that kind of stuff, but there was a feeling of, well, I'm just going to say it. There was a feeling of love that is in that group that isn't, just anywhere. I've been to church a lot. I've been to a lot of places and that feeling of acceptance for not who you think you are, but acceptance yeah. for who you really are is profound. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. And it's so, it's something, so you, you developed this and you've, you've been working at it. It's now uh, catching on all over the world. I truly believe that, that we could go, we could solve a lot of problems that we have in our country today if more people would do this exercise. And uh, I'm hoping to uh, that one will pop up here in Seattle, or has one already popped up here? Do you know? I'm not. I'm not sure if the. I don't know, know if there's any groups. I'm not not off the top of my head, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of that's what we're doing at the Circling Institute. Is uh, I mean, our vision is to is to bring this everywhere. I mean, as, as, as wide as it we can. And I think it's kind of, it's this sense of, I think especially now, and I, I think there's a, and I've thought a lot about this, and it took me, it took me a number of years of, of to figure out, well, what is it that's going on with circling that's had it spread so much, right? In such a fast period of time, in 20 years, which isn't a long time. No. And I think it has a lot to do with, um, with what's happened with it, the internet and social media 
where, you know, it's funny, if you look, if you look historically, any place that you've, any place that you have changed, the structure of communication has changed on any level has been, it's, it ends up changing everything. And the, and I think the first iteration, the first taste of what's happened with the internet was actually the answering machine, right? Because the answering machine was the first time that you could exchange information on some level, right? Without having to relate. And of course that, that went in a text and emails and in social media and all, all of this kind of stuff. And I, I don't hear a lot of people talking about this, but I actually think that's a pretty big deal because to relate with somebody, like when you face somebody and have a conversation, it's conversations inherently are ambiguous, right? Like you could say something to me that can reveal something about myself that can change my life, right? For the better or the worst, right? Like there's just so, there's a particular openness that we have to like what happens when we face another person. If you think about all the possibilities that are contained or possible in that interaction, they're huge. And so, so other people, right? I've always been terrifying. However, we've never had a choice, right? It's never been an option <laughs> to, to go, oh, I'll just forget about that part, right? Now we can send texts and emails and you add on iterations of that. And then you add on people being born that don't have a memory. We have now have adults walking around that don't have a memory before the internet. And I just, and so circling happened to be something like a yoga a practice that's, that was basically practicing the fundamental, you could say, I thou, I thou unit that underlies all relationship. It, it made it a yoga practice. And so I think part of the reason why there's been such a big response to circling um, has something to do with that. That's my hunch about it, right? That we're in a time where so most relationships are optional at this point, right? Most interaction are optional face to face. Exactly. And I, I you know, your, your uh, thought about the answering machine is really spot on. Okay. Let me, I, I digress for those of you that are like younger than 40, you, there was a time when people would call you and if you didn't answer, it would just, it, it, they, it would just continue to ring. And, uh, and then they developed this thing, this box that you could buy that you would put, it was a little tape recorder and you attach it to your phone. And so when, uh, um, somebody called you after like five or six rings or whatever, you would come on and say, hi, I can't take your call right now, but if you leave a message, I'll get right back. Like you do now in with your, uh, iPhones and stuff, but this was a little box. And I remember well coming home and wondering if I had any messages and there would be a blinking red light. Right, right. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, we have messages. So then we right, would go right. and listen to the message and then we would actually have to call them back. Yeah. And, yeah. And you move, you move forward 40 years. And now my youngest son, who's 30, yeah. doesn't know how to talk to people on the phone because he texts yeah. everybody. Right. Right. Totally. So it becomes very unpersonal 
and yeah. and not not it's not a react interaction that he always said that he did that because he was talking to multiple girls at the same time and he wanted yeah. to be able to text them all you know in turn uh which may or may <laughs> right. not be true but right. but the reality is is that that we've lost and you're working to get it back we've lost yeah. the humanness the human interaction between us totally right and just Another example of that uncoupling from something fundamental for us, I would say, I think about it like, uh, like the industrial revolution, wh where machines basically kind of brought our life to a small circle in front of us, right? And, and all of a sudden, we didn't really have to move, right? We could function without moving as much. And then, then we realized there was this thing called physical fitness, right? Like there were all these Whereas before, before the industrial revolution, like life was hard enough. Like if you had to, you know, if you had to go to the bathroom, you had to dig a hole, right? It was, it was, it was work and work and functioning and movement were coupled. So when you uncoupled them, right. And you brought, you brought functioning without movement, then you, you end up with these, these, these splitting things that go on that society has to adapt to. And now there are things called gyms, which is interesting because a gym is basically taking gravity and concentrating it into a room, right? That you go in there and move in order to like compensate for not moving right? the rest of the time. Yeah. yeah. And it, tra it transformed our relationship to our bodies, right? That yep. whole, that whole uncoupling. Now, if you think about relationship and you it gets a little bit spooky when you really think about this, because you think about how you become, how you, how you find out who you are, right? If you do that, it's through, it's through your holding environment when you're a kid. It's through your, the, the relationship you have with your mother and your father. And those conversations, right, are being seen, being attended to, being responded to, right? And acquiring language is all about mimicking. It's like, Often by ourselves without other people, we'd have no idea like where I end and something else begins. All of that is intersubjective, right? All of that is relational. So when to, to change, to have a fundamental change in that relate and make that optional, right? Well, we've just made optional something that gives us our identity and conversate and, you know, just people who are, you can just ask yourself, whoever, if you're listening right now, like, just think about the conversations that you've had that have, like, given you a new perspective or made something possible or gave you a different relationship on something important to you, where kind of life was one way. And then you, like, had a conversation with John or your mom or something like that. And something happened in that conversation where life was a little bit different afterwards, right? I think those kinds of relationships, we're kind of designed to have those kinds of conversations all of our life because our identity is a, it is a, a living, breathing conversation. So if we, if we eliminate the necessity for those and, and human conversation relationships are inherently messy, right. And we make it optional. I think our nervous system will just do the easier thing without thinking about it. And the consequences of that are huge. So another way of thinking about circling is, is it's kind of like a gym. It's kind of like taking 
like like a gem does it, whereas it takes all gravity and, and, and concentrates it, right? And then you move, right? So so that you get this like more concentrated experience of 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 the world so you can stay in shape and exercise. I think circling is 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 something like a response to this this crisis that we're having about no longer being in, being able to or be or or needing to make contact with other people. And so I think that's a bit of a one way you could look at circling as like a gym, a relational gym. I I I agree wholeheartedly and in fact I think that they we have got a uh we've certainly got a listening problem. We also have a communication problem because what we, there are people and in my married life was one of them. We went through 24 years of our married life having superficial conversations. We never got into, we never, we never got into an in-depth conversation as I had with a total stranger in 15 minutes in our entire married life because it was the, the kids, the job, the this, the that, but it never got into how are you today? And when they answer, this is what I'm hearing. And it never, we never, not ever did we ever do that once. And that caused the blow up of the marriage over time. Right, right. Yeah, that's key. That's really, really key. I think a lot of people experience that. A lot of people experience that, yeah. It, it is much, I tell you, it's a much easier conversation to have if you're going to just complain about work than it is, how are you really today? Yeah, and to really listen. And, wait and to really want to know, right? Totally. Yeah, because one, one of the practices that we, we talk about in circling, there's like before all of our events, we, we make three agreements. And one of the agreements has to do with how we, how we listen. And for me, I would say in the over 20 years of doing circling, I would say it's been the, it's been learning how to listen. That's been the most personally transformative for me. Um, Cause it's, it's like, usually people think about listening as being something like it's a, usually when people think about being a good listener, it's simply just like, like staying quiet right while you're talking and waiting to <laughs> waiting for you to be done talking my right? turn my turn my turn when is it going to be my turn or this like this sense of like you're an empty head and that you're just you listen to the other person to get all the information or something like it fills you up right but really when you really look at listening it's it is pro, it's actually profound when you think about what's going on with listening and how intimate it is for the listener so for example, to kind of get at this, if as I'm talking, right, if you were to have a thought, right, that was say I, I, something I said triggered a thought in your mind and you went with that thought, you know, a minute later or something, right, when you realize, whoa, wait a minute, I've been thinking. And the moment you kind of like realize that and you come back, you realize, oh, I wasn't listening that whole time and you bring yourself back. Right. It's almost impossible to think and listen at the same time. So there's something deeply coupled, right, with whatever it is that thinks in our mind and whatever it is that listens is is tight. It's like they're 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 synonymous. So to really listen to you is in some sense to to give you my mind and let you think the thought. 
think a thought, right? In some sense for me. And when you start to open up with another human being, like human beings are like, there's, there's, I have, it's funny because I, it, the, the more I listen to human beings, the more I appreciate how that there's, there's something inexhaustible about human beings. There's a more, and there's something there that they, they're deeper than they even know. Yep. Right. Like there's a, there's a depth to, to being human and an openness to you being human. That is that it goes, it goes so deep. I haven't ever felt like I've ever reached the bottom of somebody. If anything, the more I listen to them, if anything, the more that sense of moreness, the more that sense of inexhaustibility about who they are becomes more and more impressive to me. It's not like I, it's not like I exhaust your, there's something inexhaustible in you, right? So to get to know you in a deep way, and i.e. to really listen to you, to really get you is to get to know a being who is fundamentally inexhaustible, is bottomless. And so if you think about, well, that capacity to know you in that way is to listen. And so when you like if you think about to think certain thoughts, right? Some thoughts to really think them, right? Can 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 undo and transform and transform you. So, like we talk about the agreement that we and thing that we commit to do in circling, which is listen to. We agree to listen to each other from the deepest depth of your your own humanity and to listen to your humanity at the deepest level of your being. So like listening to not just what you say, right? But also who's saying it, right? Was also to what has you saying it, to listen into the kind of world, right? That you, that occurs for you such that you'd be saying it. And to open up and listen with our bodies and listen with our hearts, listen with our minds and being, you could say, proactively willing to be touched to be affected by by what you say by who you are and you know the interesting thing about that is you can't get to that level unless and it is really a skill the art of listening is a lost skill in our civilization because we don't we we are always thinking about my comeback what am i going to say to you what you're saying that's going to be more profound than what you're saying instead of, and what I found so interesting about the circle was that they were not putting their ego into it. They weren't putting their, their uh, spin on anything. If anything, they were reflecting back to me what they heard me saying to them. And which allowed me to then go, is that what I really meant to say? Is that what I'm really feeling? Or is it different than that? And I'm just using that to cover up, you know, because I have have a saying for a period of time, my life was like a bad country music song. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's my way of deflecting, Uh, you know, and then I can talk about some of the things that have gone on. But I, I started doing that and I started being, you know, like in performance mode and it doesn't work mm-hmm. it doesn't right. work with with it with the circling group because they want to see who you really are not the facade yeah. 
Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, because it's kind of like if you think about that listening, like to listen to who you really are already in some sense is a kind of listening is a kind of way of being open to somebody, right? So on some level, there's, there's um, you know, the other thing about uh, the other kind of cool thing about when you think about what, what listening is, is in what speech is, right? What talking is, right? Is that listening actually is presupposes all speech. Like there's never been any, like even when you're like talking to somebody in your head, right? There's always a somebody that, that, that draws forth who you're imagining speaking into. There's a, like, there is no, there is no, there is no speaking without a listening, calling for the speech for which the speech is a response to the listening. Exactly. Right. And so like, there's a lot of, it's funny, it's funny that, that you go to a bookstore, right. And there's all kinds of like books about communication and they're usually focused. They're really heavily focused on the, on the communicative part, on the, on what to say or how to say it. And I'm not saying none of that's important. I think it's re- all that stuff is really important. Right. And we talk a lot about that with circling. However, I think the key to really good communication, right. When you think about what it is to, 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 to talk, you're, you're, you're all speech is a, is a speaking into all speaking is a speaking into a listening. So the more attuned you are, right. And hear the other person and hear who you're talking to, like the more your speech will just automatically be more attuned to what you're hearing and who you're, who you're hearing to. Therefore, if you practice deeper, deep this kind of deep level of listening and you become you learn that as a capacity and skill and you deepen in it and you can really deepen your capacity to listen right you're able to then hear in another human being dimensions of them that they may don't even know know about that you can then speak to right and i would imagine that thing that you're saying that they were like something my normal mo didn't kind of hold up there they wanted to know who i really was right that, that's kind of a listening. And so I would imagine, you know, what you ended up sharing was stuff that you probably shared parts of yourself and learned about yourself through what you actually said. <laughs> right? I did. Well, and I'll tell you the one thing, the one thing that I got out of the whole thing. And by the way, you know, because I'm having such a good time talking to you, I, I need to go back to the host thing and go, we're talking with Guy Senstock, and yes. he is the uh, um, founder and co-owner of the Circling Institute. And every Thursday, they have a uh, an introduction to circling, and you can be part of that. Guy, how do they do that? Yeah, you just go to the Circling Institute website. I believe it's um, www.circlinginstitute.com. That's circlinginstitute, all one word.com. And then you just, um, you'll, you'll be able to see all the courses that we do and you just click on the courses and then you see drop in events. I believe it's drop in events. And so just like what you talked about, the, the, the thing that you went to was the, what we have going on every Thursday night from 6 PM to 9 PM, um, Pacific standard time is a it's a three-hour event where we um it's open to everybody you can just go ahead and sign up i think it's twenty dollars 
um, and uh, you pay online and it's all on Zoom. So, so it, you know, it's interesting because you asked me where I, where I was, you know, where I live, where the company is and well, officially, I guess it's in California, but since COVID, right, we used to do everything in person uh, and then we started doing everything online. So now we have, our, we have students and people practicing this from like Russia and all over the world that come on Thursday nights, right? So. Right. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So, so that's great. Go to circlinginstitute.com and you can get all the information about all the stuff that they do. And I want to, I wanted to share one more thing with you during the course of my circling, when you were circling me, um, I have been carrying around, I, I, my divorce was final in 2007. So I was carrying around for probably a year before that. So for like 14 or 15 years, I've been carrying around this deep-seated anger because what, ha- what happened in that particular time was, was uh, very, very anger-filling for me. And it was during the course of that when I explained why I was angry and how angry I was, and the response that I got from the group around me was, I totally get it. I understand, and they validated the fact that it was okay for me to be angry. Yeah, yeah. I stopped at that moment. Yeah, my, my anger dissolved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only was it okay, but it made sense. Yes, <laughs> right. There's a logic to it, right? Like, it's like, yeah, if I were you, experiencing what you experience, if I actually get into your position and see it from your perspective, I would be angry too. If I were you, right? Yes. And, and you is- can kind of hear that. So people can hear the logic and get a sense of it. It doesn't necessarily mean that like if I were me and I experienced the same thing that I would feel the same way. But if I were you, right, that's the, that's the key. That's the key difference is like being able to really let go of myself in my listening. Right. And not project myself on you, but really get over get over in your world and, and, and try to get into your position and see life from your angle. And then, and then because what's, what's interesting about this is this is what's fascinating to me is because I bring something being you that you, it's almost impossible for you yourself to bring, which is unfamiliarity. Right. So like if I'm you, Right. I get to be, I get to be in some level. I'm not used to all this. Like, you know, you know, when you go on a vacation and you leave your place for, you know, a month or so, and then you come back and you walk in and you, you realize, oh, there's a particular smell to my house. My, my house smells like my house, but I don't realize that because I'm always used to it. But until you come back in, you're like, oh, I normally don't smell that. I think there's <laughs> something. <laughs> it's like, us being you, right? We can get back there and then just start to notice things that are concealed in their familiarity for you. And then so when we speak back to you, you that that lack of familiarity, right, uh, allows you sometimes to hear things about your perspective and your history, right? And whatever it is that you're sharing about that like you didn't even know that you knew. Right? Exactly. And that's yeah, that kind of sense of things. And it's just, it's just interesting because too, I, I do real, I, I remember, I'm glad that you just mentioned a little bit about what you were talking about with the circling. Cause I do remember 
getting a deep sense of understanding where you're coming from. Right. And like, it did make a lot of sense to me, like that you were angry. And it also made a lot of sense to me that, that up until that moment, like why it was hard, like why it was difficult to let go of at a certain level. Right. Because I would imagine on some level, like it, your the logic of what you were experiencing made a lot of sense to me, but like it sounds like it couldn't do at that point in the relationship with your with your ex-wife, I'm certain that she probably wasn't like you got probably wasn't listening to each other in an understanding way, right? So you never really got to be seen. And the logic of what you were experiencing, right, wasn't able to be heard totally. Right. So I could just imagine it just led to a kind of a contraction in your heart. And this is one of the things I've noticed about about our relationship with people is. Is that whatever it is that opens deeply to another human being, right. Is it opens not just locally to that human being. Right. But like, for example, when you fall in love with somebody and you're in that in love phase with somebody like the person that you're falling in love with is just glows, but also like sunsets during that time are richer and deeper, right? Yes. Nature is more <laughs> profound. Like your mother's less irritating. Like you, you know, Everything's just happy, happy, happy. Totally. Our heart, when our hearts open, it, it's not, it's not low. It's not just local, it's global it opens to everything, but also I've noticed this. So when, when our heart contracts to one person, right? The sunset isn't as bright. The world isn't as rich, right? And it's, and I think that, I think what that shows, right, is, is how deeply relational who I am is, right? So like, if I let myself just kind of hang on to a resentment or contract my heart to one person, right? On some level, I'm contracting my heart to the whole world because, uh, there's just something deep about this I thou relationship that just isn't, it's like, it's, it's, um, it, it's enacted with the particular people in our lives, but really our, I think we're constantly in a relationship with the whole world on some level. Right. So, so this practice of opening up to other people and really getting each other and practicing opening our hearts, right. In our communication and our listening, I think exercises those capacities that are the, are the very things that make us human. So like, I, I yeah. was just going to say, guy, I, I couldn't agree with you anymore because the part of, part of the thing is, is that there are some of us that are walking around that their heart is so closed because they've been hurt and they can't feel like they're, and they don't, they don't even see the sunset. Yeah. It doesn't even yeah. dawn on them that the, that that is a thing of beauty over there that they should look at because they're yeah. because they're all closed and and unless they have a mechanism by which yeah. they can open up in a safe yeah. environment which is what yeah. you provide they'll never get there but because yeah. in, in just the day-to-day life everybody's busy everybody's doing this and that but if you take the time and uh, and you have a really safe environment. I believe, and I know that I can't be. I'm not the first one that this has happened to. That there's a profound experience that happens in in your circling group. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's, 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 what's, what's interesting is, so there's the, there's the Thursday night, which is open to everybody, but there's also like intensive weekends. There's like circling weekends that we have, which are, you know, where we, we circle and, and dive in, um, you know, eight hours, right. With the same group of people. And then there's the art of circling, which is a, where people train to learn how to facilitate leading circles. And what's interesting about circling in this way, which is, it's really interesting when we think about it, because I think a lot of people have the experience where circling becomes something like their ongoing spiritual practice. Like, like you have a meditation practice, right? Circling, I think becomes, people experience circling like that, right? And in the one of the ways that they do that is they learn how to facilitate it, right? It's uh, it's this kind of Socratic, you know, it's like it's this Socratic kind of wisdom, right? That goes back way, way, way back, right? Where if Socrates is, you go to Socrates and like you ask for answers, and Socrates won't ever answer you. <laughs> right? He'll be the one. He'll 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 not know more profoundly, right? And then you end up teaching Socrates, right, the thing that you most need to hear. There's something about, there's something like that, right? Um, that goes on with circling, that goes really deep, that has to do with what it is to be wise. And I think which have to do with these capacities for listening and speaking and sharing that um, is just so at the heart of what it is to be human and what it is to grow that I don't think ever stops for us. It never stops for us. This kind of being vulnerable and open, op- you know, if you think about, vulnerability is not just a kind of exposure, but a proactive openness, right? It's if, if you continually open in your life and you make that kind of a baseline place that you come from, basically what that makes your life is an ongoing, like, like, like three dimensional, four dimensional education. Right. And, and and transformation, right? Um, to more and more novelty and m- like your locus of security um, shifts from something like certainty to something like openness, right? To novelty, right? To, to being attracted to not knowing, right? To, to, to have the sense of being attracted to what, what from a more contracted place looks terrifying, right? But from, from a more open place looks like the thing I most want to be near. You know, and, and uh, I have to tell you, Guy, one of the themes of the program that has been running straight through of late is that at the end of the day, there are only two things. There is love and there is fear. And when you're closed and when you're, when you're apprehensive and you can't be open and you're scared of what people will say and, and how you'll look and, and that's, that's all fear-based. And if you approach it from, I care, I love, I respect. And then that, that opens, that opens up your heart and that will open up the world. I'm convinced of it. Um, if you approach everything with love. Totally. And that thing, that one thing that you just mentioned, I think is really key. And I think a lot of people don't realize that I, that what I think a lot of people do in the way, if you could say the way that we contract, 
right, in relationship. One of the primary ways, right, is, is I don't notice that what I'm constantly doing is um, managing what I think other people think about me. That's so true. <laughs> right? So it's like, and, and what, what's what the tragedy of it is, and there's something about online social media that just seems to magnify this at like with steroid levels, is it is possible to not recognize that that what you take yourself to be is what you think other people are thinking about you. And but what's interesting is that like, I don't even have control over what I think, right? <laughs> Let alone like what you think about me. However, if I'm identified with what I think you think about me, all I'll do is trip about that. All I'll do is try to manage that. All I'll do is try to like speak and listen in order to get a certain impression of you. And it's a constant insecure position. And so one of the things, one of the practices in circling um, is, is really, first of all, just noticing that, that to the degree that we're doing that, noticing how you do that, right? And, and starting to take risks of being yourself and letting go of communication as a means to control, but rather communications as a means to relate. And it's amazing when your field of gravity or you, what you consider yourself to be, right, isn't what other people think about you, right? But it's more about what you, like, if anything, it's more about how, <laughs> it's more about, like, in certain sense, sharing the truth, whatever's true for you, and then finding out what happens next, right? That, that's a whole different thing. That's, that's a whole it's different a totally, way of being. Yeah. And, you know, how many of us, me included, spend our whole lives worrying about what other people are thinking about us? about how, how we dress, how we talk, how we look, how fat we are, how short we are, how much money we have or don't have, and all of those things. And, and those, by and large, those are kind of made up. Because most people don't think about us the way we think about ourselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And it's really cool to be in a group of people who can then turn around and validate that what you believe about yourself is not true. Yeah, yeah. Yes. At least it's like, at least it's like, even if it is true that you're more than what you could even think. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's it. By the way, we've been talking with Guy Senstock and go to his website. He, I, I tell you, and I mean this honestly from the bottom of my heart. Go to circlinginstitute.com because after that Thursday night that I went there, I talked to Holly the next day, and I, it was like I was glowing. It was, it was the most profound experience I've had in years and with a group of like-minded people, which we all need to find. And you guys were sensational. So go do the Thursday night intake just to see you can see what it's all about, and you can do it on Zoom, and it's all safe, and you, you can be in your bunny slippers at home. And you'll be fine, but you will find that it is a remarkable experience that you that you can have. So, Guy, we've just kind of got about a minute left before we have to leave the show. And by the way, we've run this commercial free because we wanted to talk to you. Can you give us like thirty your thirty second anything you want to talk to our audience? 
Yeah, just come and visit us, circlinginstitute.com. Also, I have a YouTube channel that includes me talking about circling and a bunch of stuff around circling. Just look up Guy Sengstock on, on, uh, on YouTube and you can, you can watch videos of me circling people and interviewing different people and stuff like that. It's really good, too. It was, it was just awesome. And, and you are awesome. And I want to thank you. And I would like, I would like to support your work and everything that you're doing. Will you come back on the show? I'd love to. That's a, That's great. And you and the other co-owners, we should get all three of you. Yeah, we can, we can totally. Absolutely. We could all come on. Absolutely. We've been talking with guy Senstock. Go to his website, which is circlinginstitute.com. You can find out everything there. I want to thank you for being here, and I want to thank you for listening. I hope everybody has a great day, and be kind to one another, because each other is all we got. We'll see you next time. 